This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. The research resulted in an unprecedented 59 million data points, and there are 57 analytes as part of this data set. That's Richard Mest, president of the Water Quality Research Foundation, talking about the new contaminant occurrence map from WQRF. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. Find us at wqa.org, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 184. If you're joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. That is the magic of podcasting. Well, we're publishing this on September 9th, 2020, and we want to make sure you are planning to join us for the 2020 WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference. It's coming up September 16th and 17th with a welcome reception September 15th. It's all virtual, meaning you'll join us online from wherever you are. Learn more and register at wqa.org M-Y-L-C. We also want to thank our Mid-Year Leadership Conference sponsors. Our event sponsor is Puronics. Our welcome reception sponsors are Charger and Performance Water. In this episode, we hear from Richard Mest as he talks about COVID-19, his new role at WQRF, and the contaminant occurrence map. One of the big highlights at the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference. Later, we'll get a regulatory update from Kathleen Burbage, and I'll have our WQA tip. Now on to my conversation with Richard Mest on WQA Radio. We're joined by Richard Mest, past president of the WQA and current president of WQRF, the Water Quality Research Foundation. Richard runs Master Water Conditioning Corporation in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so we're a uh, water treatment manufacturer, an OEM, and the company was started in 1967, and we're based out of southeastern Pennsylvania. We're uh, very strong regionally. So we have a, a presence in the Mid-Atlantic up through New England, and then we have a presence in Oregon and Washington. And then we dabble nationally a little bit when our dealers or our industrial customers take us to uh, those specialty applications. And we do everything from drinking water systems to industrial systems. We talked about COVID-19 and the impact WQA has had when it comes to member resources. WQA has been such an important part of my decision-making through COVID, this COVID journey, and quite frankly, I don't know where I would be without the guidance. Uh, You all have done a stellar job, continue to do so, representing our industry and our interests. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know my customers do, and I know my corporate team does, because without WQA, I don't know if we would have weathered this storm as well as we did. We then moved on to WQRF and his new position as president of the foundation. I've received a lot of honors from my peers in the industry, but 
Uh, my presidency at WQRF is the highlight. Uh, to be able to represent the industry and focus our resources on really critical research to, to move our industry forward is such a dynamic experience. And you mentioned staff, uh, Kim and Kayla, Pauly, uh, Eric, I mean, they do yeoman's work and really provide the foundation for our decision-making. And then all of our contributors and all of our volunteers, I mean, WQRF is a well-oiled machine, but it's only because of the great volunteerism and the great leadership from my board, as well as, as from staff. And what we're gonna talk about uh, today are the highlights of our uh, contaminant mapping. And this is uh, just an incredible opportunity for our industry and for the general public. And, and this is why the research resulted in an unprecedented 59 million data points. And there are 57 analytes as part of this data set. These analytes uh, deal with regulated contaminants with a maximum contaminant level goal uh, or lower than the MCL. They also include aesthetics like chlorine, chloramine, hardness, iron, manganese, and pH West. Just that in itself, to have all of that information concentrated in one location is an amazing feat. The new map is among the highlights of the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference. You know, uh, I really want to encourage everyone to participate in the Mid-Year Leadership Conference and specifically the WQRF educational session based on our new contaminant mapping tool. Uh, that's where you'll learn a lot of the idiosyncrasies of the tool. You'll hear speakers explain uh, not only that and the data, but also the appropriate way to use it. And, you know, sort of to conclude my message today, Wes, I, I just want to reinforce the ethical part of this mapping tool because it's critical when you use this, this type of research. Uh, the, occurrence, uh, the occurrence data uh, does not necessarily mean a Safe Drinking Water Act violation has occurred. This is a really powerful tool. And with power comes great responsibility. And I know that our members will take that to heart. I know WQA is going to really help with this, but I hope all the listeners truly understand how powerful this tool is and how careful we have to be and how we utilize it to make a difference. Richard Mess, president of WQRF. Thank you, Wes. It's an honor and be safe. This is Kathleen Burbage, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. Last time, I highlighted three new maximum contaminant levels adopted by the state of New York for 1,4-dioxane, PFOA, and PFOS. Michigan has followed suit in wanting to adopt its own MCLs instead of waiting for a federal regulation to be adopted. Michigan has moved forward with adopting seven MCLs for PFAS compounds. The lowest levels of the seven are six parts per trillion for PFNA and eight parts per trillion for PFOA. In keeping an eye on state actions to create MCLs for emerging contaminants, this helps in understanding concerns of a state and its residents. You can look up MCL regulations by state on WQA's regulatory info search.
a newly published international trends report on drinking water quality standards around the world, will also give you an opportunity to see what differences and similarities there are to U.S., MCLs, and other countries. This has been Kathleen Burbage for WQA Radio. And now our WQA tip. If you're not a member of WQA, why, hey, this is the perfect time to join. Get the remainder of this year and all of next for one affordable price. Get discounts on WQA education, webinars, and join now and get a complimentary registration for both the Mid-Year Leadership Conference as well as the 2021 WQA Convention and Exposition. Go to wqa.org membership and join today. We'd love to have you join our growing community of water treatment professionals. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.